Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you, hello. Oh, thank you, lovely to see you all. How are you doing? Welcome to Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehef. Yeah, quite a few uncool kids in today, I noticed. So, um, uh, yes, it's uh, episode... Uh, 12, I think, maybe 11. I don't know, I've lost track. Uh, and I'm hungover today, so uh, it should be fun. You can maybe hear that in my voice a little bit. Of I went out, I haven't really been drinking, uh, but I went out after I did my Radio 4 show that's been hanging over my head like an axe uh, for yesterday, which went okay. Anyone in? Anyone come and see that? Yeah, yeah good, there were a few people. How, what, how was it? Was it any good? What did you think? Superb. It was superb, that's all I heard. That's all I... <laughs> I didn't hear the other breaks. It was a bit shit and racist against the Scottish, but apart from that... <laughs> it was like a racist program on the radio for, uh, and uh, yeah, I did my own show, and then I, had, I'm a, such a fucking lightweight. I had five bottles of Stella Artois, not even pints, and then I had a whiskey when I got home, and now I'm fucked. So, uh, anyone else hungover? Good. <laughs> not that, not that many. I'm surprised how few it was. Uh, certainly, Chris uh, at the sound desk there will be hungover, as always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone was saying, Chris, that your uh, introductions, are they listening at home, your introductions are getting more and more depressed every day. <laughs> so they're charting your tiredness and your drunkenness as you go. So there'll be a chance later to win some amazing prizes. Uh, why don't I do that? Why don't I yeah, there's a £40 wine voucher, courtesy of, I keep forgetting their names, www.nakedwines.com. Naked Wines. I think they come in bottles, but it'd be quite good if they are come just in, <laughs> in an envelope. That's why, that's why they're naked, uh, just seeping out. Uh, they're, they're very kindly given a few of those, so that'll be. If, if you're listening at, at home, or if you're a businessman in here and you're suit and tie, then um, you can send me some stuff, and I'll give it away to, for free and mention your thing. And, and it's the number one podcast in iTunes. It's, it's still number one. It's unbelievable. That's incredible. People are laughing in the distance at how. <laughs> How incredible that is, because, um, you know, the, planet, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes podcast has come out in the last two weeks, and this is more popular than that. <laughs> That's insane. So uh, thank you for keeping it there. So you can win a £40 voucher, as it occurs to me, the complete pumpkin. If you listen to that at home, why not buy that? It's only £15. Why don't you fucking buy it? Uh, give up for all the fucking time. Oh, dear, I'm going to be like that. Never mind. Uh, so it's just going to be me being angry and aggressive. I hope that's all right. Yeah, good. The pretty blonde lady has nodded that it is fine for me to be aggressive, which is I like to see. Some youngsters in. How old are you? 14 years. You're going to learn some things today that you... <laughs> just look, I've said pumpkin already, and that's, uh, that's hopefully gone over your head. Uh, but um, oh. <laughs> Talking of... Um, <laughs> you know, I'm getting funny without even meaning to. That's how good... I'm getting to a stage where it's just sort of meta comedy. I was in, I, I'm, I, I'm Barry and Stuart, who the, the amazing magical duo who uh, are after me at the in the in the cow barn, the, the next show after mine. I, I, I have to be honest, I see them every day. I don't know which one's which. Uh, so I just go hello to them. I think the little one's Stuart, right? That's what I don't tell me, don't spoil it, because I just like imagining that I've got it the right way around. I think the bigger one's Barry and the little one's Stuart, and that's what it's going to be from now. They're like the Scottish chuckle brothers to me. That's what they are. Uh, but so I walked in. They were, they're always there before my show, because it takes them a long time. They're not actually magic. I'm going to ruin it a little bit. They have to prepare their tricks in advance. They have to prepare their magic in advance. And uh, I generally walked in yesterday, and as I went in, I went, how's tricks? And uh, I didn't mean it as a joke. I didn't. I just said, I was just saying hello to them. And they went, oh. Uh, but I, I was, you know, I, I timed it so well because I wasn't meaning it as a joke. I actually made one of them laugh. Anyway, there's also um, a, a, uh, some tickets to tomorrow's performance of Sally Ann Haywood, Don't Judge Me. Well, that's for me to judge whether I will judge you or not, Sally Ann. <laughs> And uh, Seymour Mace, Happy Potamus. I like that. I uh, didn't know that was the name of his show. He's great, Seymour Mace. And uh, so is Sally Ann Haywood. So do, that, that's an amazing uh, prize. And also I'm going to give away the script of Richard Herring's Objective, the Jimmy Hat script that I used yesterday. Hasn't even been out on uh, the radio yet. You can read it and see the bits that don't make it onto the radio. <laughs> like the bit where I said Rebecca Wade was definitely guilty. That, but that probably won't make it. But, you know, that can make it into the podcast. It can. I mean, I probably can still get sued. I don't know. I hope Rebecca Wade isn't listening to this. She's too busy listening to people's phone messages, isn't she? To listen to this, it takes up too much time. She will never listen to this. Oh dear, uh, I've, I've made a terrible mistake. So there'll, there'll be a chance to win those later. And uh, yeah, go to www.gofasterstripe.com if you want to buy uh, that uh, 
that as it occurs to me thing and, you know, pay back for all that mental illness that was created <laughs> when I did that. So we've got... Uh, the, oh, the big news, that I, my favourite news of the last couple of days was the, uh, the news in the Telegraph that Adolf... Hit, there was that sort of plots to kind of overthrow Hitler. It's not really news, this. is uh, It's the Daily Telegraph, so it does take a little while for the news to get through. Uh, but uh, it's about the plot, the various plots that they had to kind of oust Hitler uh, during the war, one of which was they had people kind of spies and stuff in the in the circle of uh, in his inner circle they couldn't poison him because they were t- food tasters but they decided to put oestrogen in they wanted to put oestrogen in his food to turn him into a woman <laughs> in the in the hope that that would make him less angry uh, which <laughs> a i don't know if the people who uh, came up with that plot had girlfriends but uh, b or wives, because you know, I've noticed some women get angry sometimes. I, I know it's sometimes. Maybe it's just me annoying them. I don't know. But also, I think if you made, if you turned Hitler into a woman, I don't think he would suddenly go, "Oh, I'm going to stop fighting now." I think he'd be quite pissed off, wouldn't he? That he was a, that he had tits. Um, Titler uh, is what they should call him. But, uh, but that's, that would be his nickname. He'd only have one, though, right, fellas? Hey, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I'm a genius. I'm fucking a genius. I tell you, I should never write anything. Uh, just, just keep on talking and hope something comes out. That is my, uh, that is my, uh, there. Mm, I see it stopped working. I better go back to the script. Um, uh, but the other one, of the, they had like all these kind of harebrained plans. One of the plans they had uh, was to make a, a glue bomb uh, that they would drop on the German soldiers, which would stick the German soldiers to the ground. <laughs> Why not just use a bomb? Why, why, why a glue bomb? It's like from something from the Beano or something, isn't it? They got that guy. They said, "I don't think you should be, don't you shouldn't be in the spy department anymore. You go and go to Dundee and work on uh, the Beano and the Dandy. Oh, they're like that glue bomb. They're so stuck. Oh, oh no, we're covered in glue. We'll have to stop being Nazis now. That's to us." <laughs> <laughs> my gun stuck to my hands. This is quite convenient. <laughs> and uh, I've just been to uh, Harvey Nichols to use the toilet facilities. Uh, so if you're ever stuck in central Edinburgh, good advice. That's just, that's, just a bit, that's just a bit of customer advice. They're really nice toilets. You have to go right to the top. But they're free, really nice. To, then the danger is you kind of... I, you, I went in and bought some really expensive tea bags. So they've won! Damn them! <laughs> I saw these nice tea bags. So they get you with those expensive tea bags. That's what you want to do. Uh, and I think we're almost through uh, my preamble. Oh, I, I could say, I see, I've been a big fan of Johnny Marbles, uh, who is the guy who uh, put a phone, bit of foam on an old man. And uh, everyone was very, everyone else was furious, but from me and Michael Legg, we loved Johnny Marbles in the, begin, the beginning. I thought that was fucking brilliant when he put that pie in. You know, he got a pie into the House of Commons and nearly hit Rupert, Mac- Rupert Maxwell. That's the other one, isn't it? Fucking Murdoch, thank you. Don't, I'm not an old man, I know. Don't need to help me out. I know what's going on. I'm just a bit hungover. In your hat, coming in in your hat, thinking you know more than I... Because you've got a hat, you think you know more than me, don't you? There's another bloke with a hat behind you. You do. You sorry, what? You, you did know more even then. Rupert, Rupert, Rupert Maxwell. It was a satirical name I made up for him to... He's just a conglomeration of all the kind of media moguls. Uh, but uh, he's been writing a very funny blog in uh, prison, Johnny Marvels. Not Rupert Murdoch, but hopefully that will be the case. Uh, unlikely, as it seems. But uh, apparently he's been, they've been lying their pants off, according to uh, the man who says that they all knew about it. Um, yeah, I covered myself for uh, <laughs> that time. Uh, but yeah, he's very, he's written very funny things. Got it, it's in The Guardian. Um, he's, um, some guys kind of stopped him. and He's in prison now. So he's been sent to prison. Because now you get sent to prison for stealing water or putting foam on an old man. You don't get sent to prison for phone hacking or, you know, or destroying the economy. But you get sent to prison for putting some foam on an old man or borrowing it. I think if you stole water out, someone's someone got sent to prison for accepting a pair of shorts that someone else had looted. That seems... I don't think you get sent to prison for getting a present, can you? That's not... That's not fair. Uh, so they're being very harsh on their sentences, but he, there was a couple of guys... Who, there some big men stopped him in the corridor and they all looked at him and they said, you're the, you're the Murdoch guy, aren't you? And, and he looked really scared and then they pretended that they were... And Rupert Murdoch was their uncle and they were going to beat him in. Uh, so he's, he's, he's writing a very funny blog, so look that up. It's probably better than me trying to describe it uh, in the end. So, uh, good. Well, the Titler thing worked, but uh, will there be Titler the musical? That is the question we're all hoping for. Will Hitler the musical? Has anyone seen Hitler the musical yet, the students? No? I, yes. You've seen, are you from Hitler the musical? No. no? Well, how, how was Hitler the musical? Not 
Not bad. Wow, fucking hell. That, is, uh, that surprised me. I saw a picture of them in the street where they seem to be dressed in sort of skin, naked costumes with swastikas on walking along. Is that Was that in it? That happened, yeah. yeah. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. You're definitely in it. Don't come here going... <laughs> don't come here going, no, actually, Hitler the Musical is really good. I like Hitler the Musical. It's called The Producers. It's, very, it's a very good film. It's been done already. <laughs> so anyway, it's time for a pod clash because our next, our first guest and our main guest is uh, is from the world of uh, podcasts. He's done, he's got a successful podcast. Well, I say successful. He's got a podcast of his own. Um, I think what happened is they saw there's a couple of them. It's uh, Peacock and Gamble. They saw Collins and Herring and they said, oh, "Why don't we do something like that?" And then they saw Collins Herring do live podcast. They said, "Why don't we do something like that? Why don't we copy?" You'll see when he comes on, he's tried to copy my style uh, exactly as well. He looks a bit like I did about a year ago. So I, I try and be a bit more like Richard Herring. I wish I could copy him and be the same. Uh, so will you, will you please welcome the charlatan copier of podcasts. He may have something to say about my accusations. It's uh, Ray Peacock, ladies and gentlemen. Ray Peacock. It's a pod clash. Pod clash. Look, he looks the same as me. He is, he's copied me. He's put on loads of weight deliberately, <laughs> grown his hair. <laughs> You're a prick. <laughs> so why, what gave you the idea to copy the Collins and Heron podcast? Because <laughs> uh, I invented podcasts. I yeah. don't know if you knew that. I did, I, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that several times from The Guardian. <laughs> they said that you, you are the pod father. Yes, I am. Apparently, and we have followed suit. Yes. I heard, even though we, I think we predated you by uh, about a year. Yeah. Well, well, you know, uh, it's, pos it's possible to you? copy in that way. You could have had a you can. time a machine. A DeLorean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I like how you're out here giving it all. Oh, I'm this, oh, I'm this and that. But I've just been rooting through your stuff. Yeah. Right? Richard Herring today put £791 <laughs> in a bank. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be coming out here being man of the people. When uh, there I are people in here who've never even seen that sort of money. I can be a man of the people because you know what that money is? What is it? It's my scope collection. Oh, very right. clever. All right, and then so giving it I'm all Harvey Nicks I'm as putting, well. I'm putting it in my bank. <laughs> <laughs> Just hoping that they won't. I think with, I've done this scope collection every year. And now I've said it publicly. Year. You're I like, know. fuck, I've got to give them more <laughs> than 500 <laughs> quid. I've done this scope collection for like about eight years now. And, yeah. and it's every year it gets a bit I've more. I've done one for ten. It gets a bit more and a bit more money. <laughs> It gets a bit more, a bit more every year. I'm just waiting for the year where I think this is enough. This is when I'm going to abscond with the money yeah. and go and live in the Bahamas. Have a lovely little, yeah. a lovely little Arthur Fowler moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it and going. I've won their trust. I give them the check. It's all very, you know, it's all written down in here. Look, I write it down every. I know. I saw you doing that yeah, before. There it. we go. We're up to seven thousand five hundred five pounds eighty-eight. If you're listening, scope for. Uh, yeah. So who's? Yeah. Thought you'd thought you'd come on, make me look like an idiot. I'm the nicest man in the world, but if that, <laughs> if that gets to like 50, 60 grand, I'm going to yeah. seriously think about... Yeah. about I mean, that's, that's, that's more life-changing for you than them, <laughs> isn't it, really, <laughs> at, that, at that point? <laughs> I've done a lot of work for them, and they, what have they done for me? Nothing. They haven't even... They could send a couple of the kids over to wash my car on a weekend or something. That's what... No. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it to be done well. You know, I'd go, that's very good. Very good considering... They do nothing. I ran the fucking marathon for them. Well, they're nothing. Have you done the marathon since? I haven't. No, I'm doing a half marathon, though. For Scope. Thank you. Thank you for you know, bigging up my charity sorry, work. I'm sorry, no. No, so I'm doing another half marathon for Scope. In, uh, but you've already done a marathon. I know. It's, I'm older now. It's a long way to go. Shouldn't you start with an half marathon and then go, do you know what? I'm going to do a marathon for you <laughs> later on. But now you're going, I've done a marathon. I care a bit less. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not running that far ever again. <laughs> well, it's partly that, but it's just... I'm. I didn't. I did the marathon in 2004, yeah. and then I haven't done loads and loads of running since. I did a few half marathons there, but I thought it'd be nice to work up again and see where. Yeah. But actually, in truth, a half marathon is a r quite a nice run, whereas a marathon is a fucker. Okay. It's got 13. I mean, 13 that's just science, isn't it? 13.1 <laughs> miles is kind of quite a comfortable run. Yeah. You kind of feel quite. It's a couple of hours, well, maybe a bit nah, longer than that not, now. No, it's not. And then, <laughs> but a marathon is awful. God. Yeah. I See, I give it a go. I, I feel copy the same me in that way. one. You copy me. Yeah. In that. <laughs> I feel exactly the same way as that about stairs. Yeah. Uh, as in, like the step into my house is fine, <laughs> but then going up the stairs—that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. Proper curl sweat on that one. So what show? Yeah, when, did, what? when you did the marathon, did you did you did you drop weight? Like, because you did. No. You, 
No, you lost weight. I saw you. At I the don't time. think I really did because I did. It was that year, 2004. I was doing um, uh, the Hercules Terrace show that year, so I was doing loads of things. I also Never did like of it. I did. It was it was my weakest show, and we were doing ironically. Yeah, we were doing. I did a, a boat race thing as well at the same time because yeah. it was a, like a TV thing where we re- I saw you on learned to row. Yeah, I was on yep. Grandstand. Well yep. I've won a boat race. I've, well, I've I've rowed in an Oxford Cambridge boat race and yeah. won. Uh, and Not just on your like, own though. It <laughs> was pretty much. It was like Oxford Cambridge Herring. <laughs> You fucking nailed it all the way. Oh, check me out. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm doing that, which is completely wrong because it should be that, of course. Yeah, but I mean, people at home on a podcast, it's wrong. Full <laughs> yeah, stop. it is. <laughs> You'll learn it paid. though as you do more. The people have paid. Like, get <laughs> 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 you water. Um, but uh, yeah, what was I saying? Um, God, my brain's gone. No, no I, I didn't lose weight. weight. I didn't lose weight because when I was rowing, yeah. I would you'd row all day and it was amazing exercise. So you, if I and then you'd go home and I would literally eat. Uh, the large Domino pizza and two tubs of Hagen Dazs ice cream, <laughs> that not little tubs, the proper tubs, and t- I would lose a pound in weight over that day. You know, so you'd be and still be a bit <laughs> hungry. I just eating, so I was eating masses so that I could. Go, and then that, I'd go every time I did a long run, I'd go and out and drink eight pints of Guinness afterwards. <laughs> so I didn't. I actually was putting. I was doing a marathon, but putting on weight. I, I love that <laughs> you're you're so into your showy off persona that you have. But even even saying I had some Hagen Dash, you have to say, but they were the big ones. <laughs> not. I am the king of Edinburgh. <laughs> they were the big, they if were I the had, big Hagen Dash ones. That I, I had <laughs> two little tubs. I would be like, okay, yeah. oh, what? You ate two little tiny cinema tubs of Hagen Dash yeah, yeah. ice cream, did you? Yeah. Ooh, well done, it, Rich. It would be dreadful. <laughs> so I didn't really, and I I remember because I had to wear a spandex kind of rowing thing. Well, you didn't have to, I did you? <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh, the, my girlfriend at the time. I said to her, "Do I look fat in this?" And she kind of went, oh, "Maybe." <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it clung S- to some everything. of you. It clung to everything. <laughs> and then I saw myself getting out of the boat. Where I was, it's kind of weird. Got out, we won this race. And I know, we John, know you won. Jonathan All Aitken. Right. Jonathan Aitken was the uh, the cox, right? <laughs> Yep. John Aitken is six foot two or something. Everyone in the boat was under five foot six. Right. And so we had this gigantic cox. Yeah. Don't laugh at that. Oh, they didn't. Don't they preempt did. it like <laughs> that. He's, he's, laughing. he's laughing. That's why you can't write your banter. <laughs> uh, but I was hugging Jonathan Aitken, but I, r- I remember seeing on TV going, oh my God, fuck, I, that's a bad, that's yeah, a bad yeah, yeah. look for me. The sp- they're all in one spandex Well, we have, we have exactly the same... Um, we're, but we're proportionally exactly the same. Yeah. I'm bigger than you at the moment. I've got a at much bigger cock than you. I dare say you have. You know, I'm 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 happy. I'm happy with mine. <laughs> um, Let's get them out. But and we, uh, have, we have, have a competition. <laughs> Let's have a sword fight. <laughs> That's a real pod clash. Yeah. There's a 14 year old girl. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen two men <laughs> battling with erect penises, darling? Because this is the day. This is gonna happen. Your dreams are coming true. <laughs> Two fat men. Yeah. You might barely be able to see their penises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to tell us if they are actually hitting. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And again, and then all them people at home who don't bother supporting it, they'll be going, oh, we should have gone to watch that one. Why do we rely on listening to it? I like that we were back there. We were bemoaning people because we give people stuff for free all the time yeah. and bemoaning them not supporting our paid stuff. And that you took that and walked straight onto the stage and went, yeah, buy my fucking DVD. <laughs> oh, I am really angry about it. It was really nice. Thank you. I, I use what I've got. The, you know, sometimes I think we should record what goes on backstage. That would be yeah. mental. Yeah. And then he went all here, all the backstage gossip. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. So uh, Somebody should do that one Someone day. should do that. So what is your show in Edinburgh this year? Huh? What show are you doing in Edinburgh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it can't have been worse, the backstage gossip, than what, the, what we're doing now. That's all I know. Um, uh, I'm, I'm in uh, Peacock and Gumble emergency broadcast, which is um, Peacock and Gumble. Yeah, if you like. <laughs> um, well, you call it. Well, you call it something else, don't you? I I'm don't not. Know I'm I don't know if we even bother talking about yours. We talk about. We call uh, Michael Leg and whatever. We call them Bollings and Nering. Right. Because they're exactly like. Didn't you call us they? Procter and Gumble? Or something? Oh yeah, we might. That's clever, isn't it? Procter and Gamble. Yeah, very, very Peacock clever. And Gamble, so Peacock and Gamble. Peacock and Gamble is that? made. Hat. Hey, what do you think about that? Procter. Old Hattie. Hattie McHat. It's a chem- It's a kind of uh, shampoo manufacturer. Don't know everything, do you? <laughs> you, you know one thing. Come here. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. A dreadfully angry man today. <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> You've got a hangover as well. Yeah, you, you're drinking your way through it, though, aren't you, sweetheart? That's the way. That's the way through it. Keep keep drinking. She's lovely. She's lovely. just having some, just having some fucking banter, right? <laughs> just fine. fuck off. You're doing it really well. Thank you. You're very good right. at this stand-up comedy good. you've started doing. It's good when I start talking about a wreck cox to a 14-year-old girl. If, yeah. I, if I did that in the street, I'd be arrested in here. Everyone going ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
If two, uh, I, I like what you didn't mention because as a comic, I, I, I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing. And normally you have to decide what to reference and what to not reference. But when you said, "Have you seen two men fight with a cock?" she nodded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is from Edinburgh. You just carried on going. I'm always saying nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and my uncle. Uh, <laughs> In Scotland, that's allowed right up here. That's a, that's a <laughs> it's not. It's allowed. It's, it's more accepted. <laughs> it's more, the crankies. They, a schoolboy has married her own uncle in that. The crankies. I've, got, got, I've got loads of stories about the crankies, you, but yeah, I but couldn't tell any mm, of them. You said that couldn't be slanderous. You can't be. Well, if it's, it's true, it's not slanderous because if, it, if it's true, you can tell it. I've been told it's true. <laughs> uh, we no, best not. We best not talk. We about won't. It. We won't do that. We won't do that. What was? What were we even Schwing. talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what must you think of me? That's the end to one of them. Um, that's the end to one of the stories. But if you find me afterwards, I'll tell you the full story. But I can't tell the full story on stage because no. I don't know if it's true. It's a lovely idea. Do you know that story? I, th I think I do. I know a few it's stories. It's the pantomime story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not very good. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's well, I don't, we let people just make it up in their own mind. It'll be worse. Than yeah. We well, I've, I started doing a thing where I start telling jokes deliberately wrong on stage. Yeah. Where I just, I just, where I go, right, knock, knock, who's there? Um, Robin Hood is on his deathbed. And one thing led to another, and they buried him on top of the wardrobe. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like doing jokes like that. Because, like, two or three people go, I know what that real joke is. Yeah. Which is that he will fire his arrow when he dies, and they'll bury him on top of the. We miss all that out. Um, and and then it's really quite Is nice it working out for you, the, the telling the jokes wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I find if you go on and tell them right, it kind of is it's better. You get well, five star reviews and people come and see I don't even shows. want a five star review. <laughs> it's lucky. I think only an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> or a chortle award. <laughs> yeah, we, we, there is some bad blood between us because there was a, the, the very prestigious internet comedy <laughs> award <laughs> at Chortle, yeah. which most people in this audience won't even know what that is. Believe it's it an amazing uh, comedy website. It's incredible. Yeah. We were uh, up for the same award, weren't we? Yeah, we were up for the same best internet comedy, and yeah. uh, I won. <laughs> I am better so. than you, but I'm more excitingly better than Steve Coogan and Alan Partridge, which I also see created. That, see, it was that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think it was that that showed it for the shambles it was. <laughs> when it was like, oh, well, no, he wouldn't. He'd have beat us, but he yeah. wouldn't necessarily have beaten Coogan. Yeah, something's gone wrong there, hasn't yeah. it? If I put this, I could enter this episode. You weren't even there. I know. I you didn't even go to the awards. I was uh, in the Maldives. You with my with my scope money, I had a, very <laughs> good, good I had a great holiday that year. You've got to be losing public sympathy by now, surely. surely Imagine if you all found out after eight years that I'd just spent all the money. I'd send every scope, going, what? He gave us a cheque for £300. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean £7,500? <laughs> There's some expenses to come on the top. I think you just an open spot going on with a bucket. Can you please give a few pence? That would be amazing. I'd, li I'd like that as a thing. I would like it as well, but uh, probably uh, probably I would lose public sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe 29 inch inside leg, mate. You got 29 inch? Yeah. Oh, mine's only uh, 28. I think mine's technically 28, oh, but okay. they don't. Do they do them in 28s, jeans? Not really, no. No. Yeah, that's why. So I buy 29. Oh, okay. And then you get this at the bottom, and you I don't do, you can yeah. see the way they're scuffed away. Look at that. So we're yeah, both the same. Exactly see, the same legs. See, you should have come. Should have come if you're at home. You could have compared the inside leg measurement of two fat comedians and, and noticed that their jeans had similar wear. I done the hair first. Yeah. Just admit it. I don't think so. I did do it first, and you, you've had it since cool. and cut it off. Yeah. Right. You so know why? Because it looks. Looking at you. Yeah. It's, a, it's like I, suddenly I go. What was I thinking? <laughs> what did, I, did I think that looked good? I now can't cut my hair. Right. Because then that does ruin the thing <laughs> of you copying me. So if I cut my hair, I have copied you. Yeah. Even though you just like slightly overtook me in it. Mm. Same length arms. <laughs> exactly the same. You could be my body double. You know when I did um when we did. If I was your body double, I'd chop myself off a bridge. <laughs> 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 When we did Fist of Fun, there was a sketch. Uh, uh, I think we did Fist of Fun. 1995, uh, when I was on TV. Uh, if you ever heard of Stuart Lee, I know I've got his phone number. Before the, <laughs> it was before that girl was born. This yeah, is something that yeah. happened before you were alive. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad may have just been getting the erection that created you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've probably seen its massive DVD release. It was that popular. <laughs> oh, no. Go faster, Stripe. Sorry. <laughs> but I had to, I did a sketch uh, where my beard, the beard, all the beard I'd shaved off came yeah, yeah. to life and haunted me. And then 
and it, all the all the excess hair that I'd shaved off in my life formed into a, a copy of me okay. and then haunted me. And I needed a body double to play the beard version of me. And they could have had you, but they yeah. got a bloke who was three inches taller than me and really thin. <laughs> You're gonna go. Why didn't you get someone who was the same? I gave you this. Is that obvious on the sketch? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't think it even got, ever got on the TV. I think and it what? might be. It might be one of those I'm ones. I'm amazed that any up. of it did. Really, I am pretty amazed. You, you did very well for yourself to wind. <laughs> to uh, does anyone remember seeing that sketch on Fist of Fun or this one, Richard? Judy? No. Does anyone remember Fist of Fun? Who remembers yeah. Richard Herring? Yeah. <laughs> Who remembers the nineties? Not BBC Two. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the ones that didn't get get onto the telly. But okay. yeah, that is being released. Thanks for another and advert. Uh, no, being no, released no, by yeah. Go Faster. And are they? Are you gonna have extra? stuff on that. Yeah, we are, yeah. That sounds like you told me to say <laughs> Could you ask me about the extras on the DVD? <laughs> We've managed to find quite a lot of extra stuff because there's there, there were loads... Because in, you watch it every in, night. In Fist, of fun, <laughs> in Fist of Fun, there was like... You know, there was probably at least another show's worth of sketches that never okay. got on, but we don't have all of them because the BBC burnt them in a bin. Have they gone? Have they actually gone? I think, I think some of them have gone. Well, some of them would every... We overfilm so much. Yeah, uh, you have to with stuff like that. Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but every sketch had another like 10 minutes in it, so imagine how boring they were yeah. when they're full length. And uh, that became Stuart Lee's comedy yeah. vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> with just me sliced off. Yeah. It pretty much, it pretty much <laughs> is that. <laughs> it's Stu, Kevin Eldon and uh, Paul Putner, and then just a kind of gap on it's the screen. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Trotsky. And the Trotsky of Stu Lee. I like when Stu goes, Stu, Stu. Yeah. <laughs> you must be at home going, I could do that yeah. really well. <laughs> I tried to do an impression of him this year in my show, so you have to come and see Oh, that. really? Yeah, yeah. I think we both, because we both do that internal conversation thing between ourselves, which obviously yeah. comes from having done the double act and become mentally ill. And then not being able to leave it behind. So I do. I'm not. I'm not. I don't do as good an impression of him as he does of me. No, no. I don't think. I don't think he's consciously doing an impression of no, me. No, maybe not. Uh, maybe but not. he just does because he's very influenced by everything I've done. That's, so what, I, that's what people don't. What people don't realise. Do you know what I found out the other day? What? A friend of mine. You know when you came on before and said that the man is writing blogs in prison. Yeah. Um, and I thought, did you read any of that out? I couldn't really hear the No, door. not really. Right. I couldn't remember it. It was, it was a, it was a, it's a shame you've brought it back up again because it was a, it was an embarrassing moment oh, in the sorry podcast. About that. Sorry about that. We, th- we thought it had been left behind us. We thought it saved it by sexually harassing a 14 year old girl. <laughs> but no. In Stu's book. Yeah. Sorry about that. But in Stu's. Um, <laughs> In Stu's book, in the in the like, what would be the quote unquote paperback edition, the both he's brought out two paperbacks, he has, yeah. a big one and a little one, <laughs> um, one that's like a pretend iPad, but it's just one book. <laughs> yeah. um, he has he has reprinted a blog of a friend of mine without permission. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's just printed the entire blog at the back of uh, it. The thing about Tony Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Neenan did not get permission. He's in the gentleman of leisure, and Tom literally had bought the book. <laughs> and just was like, this is very familiar, and it, and it was his own blog. Wow, I, didn't, I would have thought he'd have asked permission to do that. Anyone I was would have thought that. <laughs> Stuart Lee is a thief. He's the magpie, the, ma- the King Midas magpie, I call him. He ni- if you read that book, it's all about him, other people giving him an idea, <laughs> and then him doing it, and I then do. him doing it really well. Everyone else going, oh, there's loads of things like that. It would always happen, I'd just be chatting to him about something, yeah, yeah. and thinking, oh, this isn't, you know, I'd never do this. Like the all things bright and beautiful routine that he made a lot of mileage out of, okay. one of his early routines. We were at a wedding together, well, not, uh, not us getting married. We were in, we were in the <laughs> congregation. You had, you'd have had a right over <laughs> it. Then, <laughs> yeah. We would. Yep. But uh, we, me and Rob knew it was a kind of there was it was someone to comedy. It was a comedy. You didn't even finish wedding. saying Rob Newman. Rob, me and Rob Newman. That's how gaudy he is about we, uh, it. Me we, and Rob Newman. No one knows who Rob Newman is anymore. He's, that's that's not an impressive name shame, drop. It's, he's an impressive comedian though. But we were we started seeing all things bright and beautiful, and me yeah. and Rob Newman started just really pissing ourselves, laughing at the lyrics. And Stuart's besides going, what what. What's funny about it? What he couldn't see it. It isn't a great and impression, then, is it? And then really? I and, I, and then uh, I explained to him what was funny, and then suddenly he started doing it as a, routi- a really long but routine. He, but did he acknowledge that? Did no, he, not even no, to no, you. No, no, he didn't. know. he just he just did it. That's what he does. I had that. He just takes someone. But then I would never have thought of doing it as a routine. I think me and you are are very similar in how we work with people. Yeah. Because so, year, years and years ago, I was working in a sketch group as well, and a member of that sketch group would do a very similar thing. And he was just so flaky and so like ridiculous that you'd talk about something, you'd go, mm, uh, and then two days later, come back and go, I've had this idea. <laughs> and then just regurgitate the whole yeah, idea yeah. that you just had to you. Yeah, but, Stu, but was, Stu did that. Stu, he's got a very poor memory, which is why you mustn't trust anything that happens in right, his book. Okay. But he would literally tell you a story that you told him in the morning, in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it back to you, so he just has no. He's got. He's like a goldfish. He has no <laughs> short. Term. He's like a thieving goldfish. 
to go to Goldfish with a kind of a hard drive that you can plug in someone else's idea. Being a thieving Goldfish is quite <laughs> impressive though, because you've not many places to hide stuff. Know, exactly. You've got, you can like, you've got, a li- and even your thing's transparent. <laughs> so even if you nick something, you can see through it. Exactly. Yeah, I can do Ross Noble shit. <laughs> easy. I can I'd do it easy. Just make up what you think in your head at the, at the time. So anyway, stop interviewing me. Sorry. Uh, what is? Uh, what you've been doing podcasts as long as me? <laughs> I think you just automatically go into it. What's your stupid show about this? My year? stupid show, which I've got no issue with you saying because it is ridiculous. Um, it's called Peacock and Gamble Emergency Broadcast. It's on at um, ten fifty at the Pleasance Dome. Um, AM, that is ten fifty AM. It's no, a kids show. At night, at night, <laughs> it's a late night show for all the cool kids. Um, and it basically, the premise of it is myself and Ed Gamble, uh, who I do the Peacock and Gamble podcast with as well. Um, podcast, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, are covering shows that have gone wrong. So if if, the, if there's been a show going on that something's happened and actors died or whatever, that we then come on and do a show to cover that show. Okay. So that's the premise. It's not a real thing. Should do a, you should do that. It's what we <laughs> should <laughs> you should kill acts and then go on and do well, their show. <laughs> well, we actually we said to our PR people that they should push that and say yeah. we will cover shows if someone's ill or whatever. Right, right, yeah. Thought that was a great idea. Yeah. And they went. <laughs> and then, <laughs> My idea that I had with Sarah Millican the other day is that next year, instead of doing a show, I will charge tickets for people to come with me to other people's shows, and I will and I will heckle them. So there'll be like 15 people around me (laughs) who paid to see my show, and then I'll go and wreck their show or or improve. I like to think. <laughs> but then, how do you, you might have discussed this already? But how do you then cover the ticket price into that show? As yeah, well? well, it would have to be, it would be an expensive it's ticket, like but it'd be quick. Well, I suppose people could just say, I could say, I'm. It wouldn't. I, again, I wouldn't make any money. I could say, I'm going to Sarah Millican's show today. Yeah. I'm sitting in seat <laughs> aged eight. If you want to come by the <laughs> seats around there. And then give me a fiver afterwards if you've enjoyed it. Counterproductive. <laughs> you're, you're selling tickets for other shows. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to go and be a dickin. That's amazing. It's it'd a great gra- idea, though. It'd be great it's for a, great a comedian idea. to go and do that, to just wreck another comedian show. I could go to Hitler the Musical, come and see you. And you. What are you playing? Eva Braun over there? Is that what you're playing? <laughs> Fucking lying twat. I refuse to believe it. The musical is good. good I'm not going to see it. Yeah. I'm not going to see it. I do like I like the idea. Because comics do do that. I, I've never been one of those comics either. But comics do do that where some of them will go, let's go and watch this show. And they'll all go and watch the show. But I've always found that quite mean-spirited. Yeah. But I think if you were to sit in the dark, I, I find that with any audience, actually, to sit in the dark going, that's why I have no issue with heckling. Yeah. Because if you do it, then if you put your balls on the line, then do it, that's fine. I have no issue with that. So if you went and did that, fucking fair play to you, right? I'd, I'd laugh and enjoy it. But to sit in the dark and sneer <laughs> at, at some <laughs> comic who's not done as well as you, I, find, I always that find that quite mean I can name names. You could name names. <laughs> but we've spoke about him enough. <laughs> so uh, every day I look back on an Edinburgh. Oh, I've got a couple. We've been we've been just chatting about nonsense. We need to run out of time. I can't believe it. Every day I talk about an Edinburgh rem- remembrance from things past. I have a think about what. Me? Yeah, no, yeah. For, I'll do mine first. You can right. in, you're allowed to interrupt, but have a think if you've got any interesting, funny stories. About anything, really. I'll, I'll broaden it out for you. Uh, but really about Edinburgh. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I'm now going back to 1998, I think I've re- arrived at now, in my year-by-year year look at the Edinburgh Fringe, where I was doing a show. Well, I wrote a play called uh, Playing Hide and Seek with Jesus that year, which is my favourite. I'd wrote four plays, and that was my favourite play I did. But <laughs> I wasn't in that. I, was, I wasn't in it. I never said a word. I know, but it's all right. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> a- acting in it. My manager told me not to act in it, because I was ruining all the plays by being... <laughs> Which I think was unfair. I think I'm a good actor, and it was a shame because I was then kicking around not doing. It. I was up here, and I think I did a, I did a. I think it was the last Lee and Herring uh, Edinburgh show we did together in, in the George Square Theatre. Um, but the thing I remember about it, there was a good cast of people, really good. Emma Kennedy was in it, and uh, some other people, uh, and uh, very good actors. Uh, and they had a flat, and uh, but I, uh, as is my want, as you'll know if you listen to this, you must keep me away from biscuits and actresses. Yeah, yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> those are my two weaknesses, uh, and uh, I was. Sort of, there's one of the actresses in the in the play. You know, we were getting, we start, we're beginning to become friendly, and I went round to the flat. This isn't going to end with a rape. <laughs> it may do. Uh, yeah, I meant this show. The, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who came up with the idea yeah. first. <laughs> 
Uh, who's the postman and who's the letterbox? That's what I will need to know. <laughs> then I don't mind. Uh, who's the raping postman? <laughs> Um, and um, uh, so anyway, we, I, I went round to the flat, and Emma Kenny and I was talking to the uh, other actress who was, you know, we we're getting on quite well. And it looked like we you're not going to name her. I'm not going to name okay. her. I'll leave it. There's there's t- only two people, it could, two or three people it could have been, uh, but um, we were kind of getting on quite well. But Emma Kennedy was sitting in the lounge as well and wouldn't go away. Was sort of t- right. was ruining it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she told me yesterday she remember me going when uh, the actress turned the other way. She <laughs> I turned and went get off. <laughs> But anyway, we just had a little kiss, and then I went, and then and then uh, there was a spare bedroom in that flat, so I stayed in the spare bedroom uh, that night on my own. Kissing wasn't that good then. No, it wasn't. It didn't. No, but it was just you know I'm a gentleman. I I build I build up to the full rate later. (laughs) (laughs) We had a little kiss, and then I went. I retired to a separate bedroom. We weren't married, so as there's some young people, there's some young. You can kiss before you're married, but nothing else. Okay, that's not not until you're 16. And oh, it's, it's turned into. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of trying Even to be trying when, to be a monkey. When are you sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I even think so it's an act with you. <laughs> it's horrible. hard to know. When horrible. you find out that yeah. I've taken all the scope money to the f- to the Thailand and I'm living with some thirteen-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah, going, it's allowed here. <laughs> Not even is it? It's still not allowed. It's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> even Gary Glitter, they were going. He's a bad lot. <laughs> I hate that stuff. I uh, hate, but, that, uh, stuff. I hate that, that stuff. That was what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. I told you I'd listen to that podcast. I really, yeah. really, it was that. It was that. Yeah. That was a back reference to another podcast that I thought more people would get, but never mind. Uh, but um, anyway, I went. I was sleeping in this uh, bedroom. I, mean, I tend to snore a little bit, especially when I'm drunk, as my girlfriend will attest uh, from last night, uh, when she had to go and sleep in a different room. Uh, so well, I was she was welcome there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We could do we could do that. There's that Roald Dahl story of two of two neighbours. You know the one? man in the Iron Mask. <laughs> There's a Roald Dahl story of two neighbours who are married and they both fancy each other's wives right. and then they uh, and then they kind of teach each other all the th- they decide to come up with this plan to have sex with each other's wives by essentially raping them <laughs> by uh, by by getting in the you know by learning each other's techniques and uh, and sort of both growing a beard or something so they both <laughs> in the dark will feel the same and then they switch it's called switch pitch and they go and switch okay. they switch over at night and then is they that what all this has been about <laughs> yeah well we you and me could do this because when you rang me I was like not <laughs> Dave Gorman the other day why are you asking me and is, is it a very specific it so is exactly the same exactly measurements the same. Yeah, we can yeah. we can do this and we can swap yeah. <laughs> and see how it goes. What happens in the end is they, they w- one of them likes to just have fuck really fast and the other one's... Uh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, and one is uh, who likes to make love quickly. <laughs> For the kids. Uh, and the other one is a, a sensitive lover uh, right. and then they, and they have to learn each other's techniques and the sensitive lover's a bit upset that he has to, you know, just go quickly yeah. and then this isn't my story but this isn't my I've now gone just this is now Roald Dahl's material we're working with uh, but then they come back the next day and the gir- the wife of the one who usually goes quickly is going oh you were amazing last night you've never been like that before so he didn't he goes and does his usual love making and the neighbour turns out to be the better lover so then they you know so that's the twist so does the neighbour then get ding 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 that's when that comes in so it was Tales of the Unexpected did you say that at the beginning it isn't Tales of the Unexpected but he also wrote Tales of the Unexpected, which okay. is that. that but they all I wrote Dahl, yeah, of course yeah. you did. Yeah, sorry. Do you know, the story was so laborious and long. <laughs> We've forgotten. I, I forgot how <laughs> it started. I don't know if I'm talking about myself or someone else, but let's do that with, with our girlfriends later on. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thank God we definitely do that. <laughs> My girlfriend is in the room, so I yeah. may have wrecked it. I may have. St- I think in the story that doesn't happen where they discuss the plan in front of one of the girlfriends. <laughs> But if she's up for it, you know, she yeah. might not say anything. So they go, <laughs> she might go, well, actually, I quite f- that would make a good change. Yeah. It depends whether you're the sensitive or the quick one. I like Ray Peacock. He looks dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, the story was that I was snoring and uh, Emma Kennedy came in. God, you were telling another <laughs> story. <laughs> we're in the middle of... T- oh, God almighty. I'm hungover. They can't, all be, they can't all be gold. You know, I thought, get Ray Peacock in. Now. There's, there's bound to dip. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Then tomorrow, when we've got Shapik or Sandy, everyone will be happy. I wasn't. I remember when it got back to being good again. Yeah, That's yeah. the risk you take. Anyway, yes. I, I remember Emma Kennedy came in. I was snoring, and Emma Kennedy came in and shook me and shut up. 
and I woke up thinking I was being attacked and started to strangle Emma Kennedy. <laughs> and she can't remember this at all. I told her this yesterday. She told me the bit about the get out yesterday. And I told her the bit about me attempting to kill her in night <laughs> terror. But I'd have got away with that, right? That's night terrors. You're allowed. I could have I could actually have killed Emma Kennedy and got away with it. It's my dream. I got away uh, with it. <laughs> yeah. That should be your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I had my hands around Emma Kennedy's neck attempting to strangle her. And that is my memory. I had a really miserable year that year. I was really, I really hated that Edinburgh. It was the show went well, but I was just in a deep, deep despair. No, I didn't enjoy it until about two or three years ago. Yeah, so it's yeah, taken yeah. me 17 Edinburghs before I started going, oh, this is all. I really like it now okay. because people come and see my fucking shows. That's, the, that's, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it took a long time to get I to I think that. it probably is. It does just boil down to that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. If someone comes to see it and likes it, then you will enjoy it. But even because I think the, the worry is when people aren't coming, which obviously, you know, as you're starting out, that's what happens, is that you're just thinking in your head of all the money you're losing, ticking, ticking higher and higher and higher. You know, you're going to lose like £10,000. Yeah. And so if no one's coming, if you get like a three-star review, you go, oh, if that had just been one more star, I yeah, might yeah. have made another £300 in yeah, ticket yeah, yeah, sales. Totally. And so you're sort of, it gets very bleak and depressing. And, you know, there's so much competition. So I was unhappy that year. I but I went to see Arthur Smith's show that year, I remember. And it was my favourite show I've ever seen. It was in the Botanical Gardens. And I went feeling really depressed and there was this beautiful kind of show he did like you had to walk around and oh was, a promenade yeah, yeah, show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I know and that. I came out feeling so happy after that show that's my favourite okay. ever Edinburgh show that was that year I remember uh, uh, Rob Rose had to kiss Susan Murray for ages in that show they had oh, to really? lie on the grass kissing yeah yeah for a long long time in nice. Arthur's show I remember it being on a TV programme yeah. yeah so do you have an Edinburgh memory we haven't got no, we got, no good that's good that's lucky <laughs> <laughs> nothing got, funny Sam I'm getting injured a lot this year are you but it's sort of a memory of like the other day yeah that's alright that's okay <laughs> but I am get, I've got a lot of injuries what injuries have you had I don't know I think it might be an age thing my, my my back seized up on the first day I was oh here, yeah, that's an which was thing. horrible. That happens to me as well. I get that. So that you yeah, are but it happened to me first. You are my kind. <laughs> 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 you know, have you seen uh, Carry On Screaming? Because I think if they make it again, you and me could be the the, the monsters. In that. <laughs> We'd be the both of them, the same sized monsters, though. Yeah. Instead of one big one and one little. I'd be happy to. I'd no, be happy no, to no, do no not the Carry On Screaming reference not working there for you, for you tonight. Well, okay. Yeah, odd pod. That's great. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> that was a lovely heckle. <laughs> <It was> an <laughs> odd choice. <laughs> odd pod. Um, oh, odd pod. I thought you said an odd choice. No, no odd pod. Yeah, fucked. I fucked it's still, it it's still, a, it's still a good heckle. It <laughs> In is. both ways, yeah. it could be the name of the of the characters, or it could just be odd pod. <laughs> imagine that. That is one of the heckles I'm going to use. Let's see, let's see how. <laughs> let's see how they we're go. We're both offended. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll go and see Sarah Millican. Just shout odd pod. <laughs> How would she cope with that? That would be a very difficult... Uh, uh, oh, um, yeah, why then, did you say then that? Then two people that had come with you went, oh, he's doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a show, is it? <laughs> this is what we paid for. Um, what other injuries but, but have you the, had? The other day on sta- I had an injury on stage, um, where, where, and I don't even know why I did it. I think I might have had a brain hemorrhage and I'm doing weird things. Yeah. Um, quite genuinely, I put a chair on my head. This isn't in the show at all. <laughs> I, the, the chair I was sat on, I, I growled... <laughs> <laughs> genuinely true really loudly took the chair I was on put it on my head yeah. right and then put my arms through the, the chair like that and was going <laughs> walking around like that now in my head I was thinking I looked like a dino bot which was when the Transformers were, were dinosaurs right and this well that's alright that makes sense no. it? I mean yeah when, you, when you have the explanation suddenly it makes sense how in tune me and Ed are with each other right because <laughs> yeah. Ed thought after the show he, th- he went I thought you were like being a dinosaur transformer <laughs> and I went that's what I was doing <laughs> right but I did that and then I normally have quite good spatial awareness on stage right because yeah. I I'd done training as an actor, yeah. right? And I, and I, and I turned around and, and tripped over a mic stand and lead, right? And went over. It's what's known in the business as a Davro, which means that y- your arms can't stop your fall, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I just went went down like a sack of shit, right? I felt something on my leg. I was like, oh, what is, what's happened there? There wasn't like hardly any laughing. And I thought, they think I'm genuinely, like, I've broke my neck or something. So I started kicking my legs just to to show the audience that I was all right. And I was looking around, I was stuck in the chair (laughs) on the floor, looking around. Ed had gone. (laughs) He just left the stage, right? And I was kicking my legs. And as I was kicking my legs, I kicked the mic stand again. (laughs) Right? And and I will show you, it's it's kind of, it's like a week ago, this, but it's kind of healed a bit. Right? And look how yellow that is. As yeah, well. I tell you how the show's going to end. Me fucking that wound. That is what it's going to be. That is what it's going to be. I'm going to open up, freshen up a bit, and yeah. get in there and fuck it. It's in his leg. It's going to be yeah. difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you be, be James Spader. <laughs> 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 
So I'm asking all of my guests this question, and if you've listened to podcasts, you maybe have prepared. Never heard it. Too busy on my own. Um, what would it? Oh, ta- we're recording. Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. As you like listening to podcasts being recorded live, we're recording the Peacock and Gamble podcast oh. live every Sunday during the Fringe, at the Pleasance one. Or not Pleasance one. That sounds wrong. At the Pleasance Dome, we're doing that. Or so just that if you want, it's the same as this, but without that. Or just listen. To, <laughs> or just listen to this show and yeah. imagine it being slightly shitter than it is. <laughs> It's exactly oh, the same as poor that. Poor Ed Gamble. <laughs> um, I, I raise your game as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, you, a little like, bit. Yeah, kind of a little bit of the magic. Um, yeah. Do you remember when someone drank? <laughs> Do you remember when uh, someone... Ed is sat over there. I can't, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's a kid. He's twat, you. He's massive. Oh, yeah, I don't, I'm not scared of him. Uh, I tell you, one day we could do a switch bitch where I go and do the podcast. I could learn dress do up your like own you. Show. <laughs> we could trick him, and then I could yeah. bum, then I could bum him. Yeah, that's all I've been doing podcast for is the hope of, a, of bumming someone. And Andrew Collins has let me down very badly <laughs> over the I years. I think he's got the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had something hilarious to say, and now I've forgotten it. about Andrew. No, it was something before that. Sorry, it's gone. What would it take um, for you to fellate the actor Keith Allen? What would you want? Oh, to Oh, okay, I heard that. You're the one. Um, yeah, I told I, you I you knew the question. I don't think I would. You don't. Want, there's nothing that you could get in return. I don't care about people, so I couldn't go like world peace. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit. Um, as, and there's not. I don't want for anything in my life. I'm, right. quite, I'm quite happy with, with my lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do all right. No, I, yeah. I'm not well off. Like rich or anything, but no. wh- I've got what I want. You've got happiness. I've got some full size Muppets. Have you? <laughs> and as soon as I got them, I was like, I can't think of anything else I want. <laughs> Quite genuinely, I've got Animal and Gonzo, like full size Muppets, in my living room. I've got a Muppet corner in my living room, which is all the old Palisades Muppet toys, hmm. which they, they can't get them anymore because no. they went bust. And it's, it's all them on shelves, right? A full collection of that on shelves. Yeah, full collection. Um, Gonzo and uh, an animal. Um, I, I, they made a Kermit as well, which I've not got. Right. But there was a bloke selling one on eBay recently, but he wanted 500 quid. And I thought that was slightly too much. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I went, I'll give you 350 for it. And he, and he went, no way! No way! It's worth miles more than that. I went, okay, it's fine. I'm just offering it. And he went, no, no way! Will I sell it for less than 500 pounds? Um, so I didn't get it. Oh. Um, so I suppose if Keith Allen had a... Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> you did for Kermit. <laughs> so what you're saying essentially 500 pounds. That, like, that is what you, they, we all have our price. Yeah. <laughs> and yours is 500 quid. Of Keith Allen, though, speaking yeah. of Keith Allen, um, I very, very nearly was involved in a gang attack on Keith Allen. <laughs> you know, we were talking. We all nearly were. Yeah. You, you know that's we what were, his whole we, life is. We were talking backstage about the riots and stuff in, about, in London, about how that's happened. And I said, if you were stuck in traffic behind three cars, um, and it was it was a traffic light. If they all jumped the red light, you might do it as well because you're like, oh, th- we're all doing that, and that's how that happens in a riot. Mm-hmm. People get, oh, everyone's just taking everything. I can do it as well. Um, and I was involved in a situation. It was a um, quite a, well, a very famous comics stag do, um, and I won't say who he was, but during the stag do, he, he went, he just he just went, let's go to the Groucher Club and twat Keith <laughs> Allen. <laughs> 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 but I'm not going to say who it was because, um, and we just got carried away, and uh, not literally, but it was that like we just all went, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And there were other, fa- there were like an- another famous comedian from the Fast Show was there as yeah, well, right? And and we did, we went down to, was it? I think no, we were in Soho House. And we'd been barred but refused to leave. <laughs> because that comedian who I mentioned had been doing uh, B-52 bomber drinks. Right. right? And then he'd, he'd got a talent for vomiting them back into them <laughs> without spilling a drop. It was actually quite <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and they went, you have to leave. You have to leave. And they go, no, it's a stag. He's like, oh, he couldn't give a fuck. Get out of there. And, and we went down there and he yeah. was literally calling, calling Keith Allen out. But we were all ready to like... It takes that many men. It takes a lot of men to take Keith Allen down. Yeah, totally. Sometimes I quite like Keith Allen. He's he's a bit of an enigma, really. Sometimes I like him. No, genuinely. Sometimes I like him for being such a cunt. And other times I'm like, no, you are just a cunt. I like him and hate him for the same reason. That's good. Yeah. That's that's what true love is, I think. 500 quid or a Kermit. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, look, we've we've been talking so much. We've got to have a uh, a little break now. We've not got to. We want to. Uh, Where we have, uh, we welcome uh, an act doing five minutes uh, from their show. Uh, Just uh, one of the newer people uh, in the fringe. You should definitely go and see their show. So will you please welcome the amazing Catherine Ryan.
Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Richard Herring, for having me on your number one podcast. I'm sorry for him. I'm sorry that he's feeling hungover. I always just sound hungover because I have a really scratchy voice. I'm not a smoker, though. I don't even smoke when I drink. I hear a lot of people say that. I'm not a smoker. I only smoke when I drink. can't say that. If I can't say, I'm not a murderer. I only kill when I rape. <laughs> I want to thank the raping postman for paving the way for that joke. <laughs> or else I couldn't have said it. I talk like a monkey because I come from Canada. Yeah, you know it? Okay. Hooray, Canada. I live in London now. London. And I've tried to be more like the London girls and less Canadian. So I've stopped saying hi to strangers. <laughs> yeah, I've started getting drunk and fucking them. And so that's been going well. I'm a girl. Any girls in? Yes, I am also a girl. Woo! Um, I used to work at Hooters. That's how much of a girl I am. Yeah, settle your bets. I worked there. I was fired from Hooters, sadly. First, I was promoted. They were like, you can do the chalkboards because you're the smartest girl who works at Hooters. I was like, thank you. And then I was fired because I did a naughty chalkboard. Apparently, Hooters doesn't care about your political viewpoints. I know. I was surprised as well. I was supposed to do the lunch special, so I wrote, club sandwiches, not seals. And in Canada... Don't write that in Canada. Don't do that. I'm such a girl that one day, a little or tiny girl fell out of me that I made. <laughs> it was a baby. And if you looked inside her, you'd probably find an even littler girl in there. That's how much of a girl I am. I mean, that one would look like a pooey Lego, but you would know it was a girl by the Lego hair. <laughs> I keep hearing about couples having these save the relationship babies, which is what we were hoping for, but we didn't get it. I know, we got a regular stupid useless baby instead. The best thing to do is to keep trying, I think. So that's what we do. We keep trying. Nah. Um, people still hit on me. Guys still hit on me. Any moms in? Yeah, let's hear it for the moms. Yeah, oh yeah, she'll hear, it first. I'll hear it for your moms. All the moms you love. Being a mom's a tough job and you're still a human being. <gasps> and guys will still tell you you're beautiful when they want to get laid. Um, they'll be like, you're so beautiful, you're really beautiful considering you had a baby. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that considering you had a baby. Oh, you're really beautiful considering you had a baby. You did hear me say I had a baby and not plane crash, right? I have no arms. <laughs> I love my partner. He's a lot older than I am. And rich, obviously. No, no, he's just old and poor. He's not rich. Before we got together, he enjoyed a lot of television success in Los Angeles. Ooh, I know. During that time, like many who joy in sex, I mean, enjoy success in Los Angeles, he had the sex. I know, sex. I'm thinking sex. This poor 14-year-old's like, why? Um, that's what they do in L.A., honey bunny. They have sex with famous actresses. Yeah, how do I know? I wasn't there. I wasn't born. I know because he points them out to me when they come on TV. <laughs> yeah, he's really proud of himself. He's like, oh, I banged her. I remember that. Oh, shagged that one. Yes. Oh, her. She is wild. I'm like, ew. You are making it impossible to enjoy the Golden Girls right now. <laughs> I'm Catherine Rye. I'm on at 11 p.m. in the Pleasance Courtyard every day for the next eight years. So I'll see you there. Thank you. Catherine Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Fantastic. I think she's got um, the only poster in Edinburgh that's more disturbing than my poster for What Is Love Anyway, where my heart is being pulled out. This, and You've got to check out a poster. It's amazing. I don't even want to describe it. It's Did that happen to you for true? What? Did that really happen? <laughs> <laughs> It looks yeah. really real. Did it happen? Is, yeah, it's that horrible. Right? That's how far I'll go for comedy. They put it back in again afterwards. You can oh. take it out for like about ten seconds. And then I know. I've seen Iron if Man. If you attach it very quickly, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, what's that stupid fuck? I can only think of the transporter. But that was what's it called? The other one that he does. Oh, it's too late. Crank. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> was it you? Was that you again? No, no. So you, I've got the Wikipedia over here. <laughs> Fuck. I better have some sleep tonight and then uh, hopefully... This is just like a little repractice. 
one, I think, get back into the swing. I had a day off yesterday. You, none of you mind, right? I love how you say literally everything in your head. There is no gauging whether it's funny or not. I'm going to speak absolutely everything. Like, a lady over there, look. Oh, look at Ruth. I had a drink yesterday off beer. <laughs> I mean, in many ways, it's adorable. Yeah. It, in other ways, I think I'm beginning to see why you collect so much for scope. <laughs> Anyway, it's time for a competition. We've, we've been chatting away. It's been very good. Uh, there's a chance for you now to win tickets. And uh, that script will probably... So a nerd on the internet would probably pay £25 for that. So, uh, you know, that's like, that's like me giving you actual money, except you have to do a bit of work. It's signed and everything. Only Richard Herring would pass off a house clearance <laughs> as a competition. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's an As It Cursed Me DVD that costs £15 if anyone bothered to buy them. They won't. They won't. It's no Andrew Collins audio book, let's face it. But it's uh, And those tickets. And that £40 wine voucher. So we're going to make some... We need you all to stand up. Uh, some of you are already standing up. The people who are standing up at the back will have to be honest about this. Uh, do self-police. If you think... We're going to make some statements. If you think the statement's true, you put your hand on your head. If the statement is false, put your hand on the bottom. Your bottom. The bottom. <laughs> Put your hand on a 14-year-old girl's bottom if you think it's false. And, uh, but only if you are also uh, under 16. Uh, and, um, uh, and then, uh, that is the loophole. It is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, her mum's here, I think. Is that, I think we're my mum's here. Is, that, is it the same mum? Is your mum the mum? Are you yeah, Ray Peacock's mum? That's, that's my sister. You're Ray Peacock's mum. Uh, it's well, half my mum. My mum's over there. Sat <laughs> down. Not bothering. Not even getting involved in a. Are corner. you proud of your son, Mrs. Peacock? Even though that's obviously not your name, because that's a false name. Uh, okay, we'll uh, do. Uh, <laughs> it's not a joke name, though. No, it isn't. It's, no. Well, P and cock in it. It's pretty funny. Uh, so, uh, if you, we're going to make some statements. If you think it's true, head and hand. <laughs> so, I think that's clear. Uh, you can have. You can keep your hat on, no, but nothing else. Okay, sweet. Uh, but, uh, uh, my first statement is the newsreader, Kenneth Kendall, from the 1970s, he's the presenter of Treasure Hunt, is related to the family that made Kendall Mint Cake. In the, the, if you go to the Lake District, there's Kendall Mint Cake. The man who made that is Kenneth Kendall's great uncle. Is that true or false? If you think that's, according to my sources, true or false? True on your head, false on your bottom. That is true. So uh, there you go. That's an incredible moment of truth. I knew that would get rid of loads of you. Whoa. <laughs> I knew that would work. Whoa. It sounded made up. It may be made up, but uh, Alan Greening, who emails me lots of Ken Kendall facts every day, says it's true, and I'm going to trust him. I've have, you got got, one. have you got another yep, one? Yep, there's one. True or false? Richard Herring told his listeners how to block vote in the Chortle Awards <laughs> 2011. Is that true or false? <laughs> That is true, Richard <laughs> <laughs> Disable cookies and you can vote as many times as you want. Well, you could have told your fans that, and I'm sure you did. We, t we did not. We, 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 we tell people, we tell people that you'd done it and said what you'd said. We said, isn't Richard Herring a wanker? He told them that if they disable cookies, they can vote as many times as they want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, the, Everyone, uh, see, they all know what you like. So, uh, we have to be honest, you're still in that. There's a few. And the comedian Stuart Lee... Uh, after leaving university, worked as a quality controller at an orange juice making factory. Is that true or false? That split the audience a little bit. That is true. There was once uh, maggots in the machinery. He was the quality control person on it, so well done. <laughs> maggots in the machinery. He didn't do very well. He didn't do very well in his job there, making sure. I think that's the ma If you're a quality controller of orange juice, probably the first thing in that job is to make sure there aren't maggots in the machinery. Yeah. That's yeah. Are there maggots in the machinery? Yes, there are. That's probably bad. You do that when you come in in the morning <laughs> yeah. while you're making your coffee. Just have a look. Are yeah. there any maggots? Next question. Next. True or false? He's prepared and everything. Richard honestly. Herring did a podcast before me. True or false? <laughs> uh, everyone seems to have gone for false. False, false. It, it is, is false. false. <laughs> I mean, I'm using your competition to make some statements. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're still in at the back, come and stand in that little gap there, because I can't see if anyone's still in at the back. No one? Okay. Um, our next statement of truth or falsehood... I just saw a man still up going, I don't even want it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to take the prize. It can be a rollover till tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to do a thing. We, go, we haven't got any time. We're running over. Uh, I've got to think of a statement of truth or false. Have you got another one? You do another one. All, are all, yours all, all of mine are all... No, and do, the another live do, another one. do another one. While uh, I, while I think um, uh, true or false, I once... Once kissed ten girls one after the other, 
at the Edinburgh Fringe. True or false? Wow, people gone for true. I'm a surprise. That's why that quickly people then. went for true. Uh, everyone's gone for true, I think. So it doesn't make any difference. Clearly false. It is false. <laughs> Did anyone say false? This guy. So there's a winner. We've got a winner. Fantastic. Come yeah. on up, sir. Sorry, man. Now I've got the wine back. So I've got the input. I always got that to the script. It's lovely, isn't it? You're not allowed to put that out on the internet. There's a £40 <laughs> wine voucher. Uh, you can get these are for tomorrow. See more my someone. <laughs> See more mates. Two tickets. And uh, have you got a friend you can go with? Yeah, have that's you got nice. a friend? Yeah, no. <laughs> doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Uh, and there's a, a copy of that. The as it occurs to me. Uh, that's all you're getting. I'm going to give these out to other people who've been nice in the audience. The lady in the hat gets to go to Seymour Mace for uh, the lady with the uh, odd bod gets. Uh, have you got a friend with you? Oh yeah. What's the Shame. most? What's the most? Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna. Most adult show on there. Was, it's, uh, then the most up. adult one. Give to the fourteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Seymour Mace will be good. So no, you the, there you go for all of the. In fact, you can have both because there's, there's a lot of you. There you go. So thank you very much for putting up with our. And that is payment. That is payment. She can't now take me to court. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen her accept. You've seen her accept that, so she cannot sue me. She was me. complicit. So uh, please give it up for uh, Ray Peacock, my guest today, and Catherine Ryan. Uh, we're back tomorrow with Shappy Kosandi and uh, Simon Donald. So a brilliant show tomorrow, but much better than this one with Ray Peacock, who is shit. Come and see What Is Love Anyway at 8.50 at the uh, Cowboy. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>